Welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money in beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. Welcome to another episode of the Thrive and Design podcast. Today, we have Peter Casares, who is the Director of Sales at Inside Source. Peter has spent the past eight years in the interior products industry in New York, California, and the Canadian markets. He started his career in lighting and window treatments. Then he shifted over to the contract furniture business, working at both the dealer and manufacturer level. Today, as a director of sales for Inside Source, Peter focuses on new business development and serves as the main point of contact for both clients and design firms. Peter also is active in industry organizations like Coronet, IFMA, and currently sits as the chair of the IIDA New York Mentorship Committee. So welcome, Peter. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Nicole. It's so nice to reconnect and to see your face again. Yes. So we were able to connect when we were both like in the lighting world. I was working for a lighting manufacturer. You were working for lighting controls and lighting manufacturer. And yeah, I remember the day that we met, I was like in the conference room and we started talking about that we were both from Maryland and we kind of like clicked after that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That was probably 2014, 2015. So it's been some time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great to watch all of your success too. And you know, it's it's such a cool story to watch you shifting from being a manufacturer to really being a leader in the interior design industry. And, and this podcast, it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. That gave me chills. I appreciate that for hearing that from you. So, Peter, tell me a little bit about your career path. Like, how did you even end up in the interior products industry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone has an interesting story with that regard. I I did not go to design school. I'm not a trained interior designer. I actually went to school for political science and criminal justice. And I kind of had this dream to go into politics and to work in DC. Uh, I did a couple of internships in college and I just didn't love what I was doing. And I felt like I really needed to shake it up. And this is a true story. One night before, you know, hanging out with friends in college, it was second semester senior year, I had a couple of job offers, I didn't really love either of them. And uh, my roommate was taking too long in the shower. And I kind of had this epiphany, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on LinkedIn, I'm going to one click apply all these jobs. And I went down, I clicked, click, 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 didn't even look at the freaking companies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And um, the next day, I get a call from a woman from Lutron. And I'm like, what company is this lighting? Like what kind of college kid, you know, wants to go into this? What is this? I told myself I would take every job opportunity or or interview uh, that I could get. And so I flipped Pennsylvania and I had a really great day at Lutron meeting all of the people. And they really explained the role to me, which sounded super exciting getting to travel around the country and to learn the business from the inside out. So the rest is history. I've, I've never really looked back. I honestly, in the first couple of months doing it, I realized this is really what I was meant to do. Loved it ever since. That is so funny that you just did the <laughs> one click apply and like, let me see where this takes me. <laughs> and it worked out in your paper. <laughs> it did. There we go. Probably not the best advice, but if, if uh, you know. It, well, I this is, like- yeah, it's not a career <laughs> advice show. <laughs> so that's <laughs> 
But yeah, that's awesome. So since you started in the lighting world and lighting controls and with window treatments, how did you switch your career focus to the contract furniture industry, which has, I know is like completely different in a world in itself? So it, it's different in, in the terms of the actual products, right? But in terms of the specification, working with design firms, bidding projects and then installing, there's a lot of similarities. And I felt like, you know, being based in New York, focusing on lighting, I always felt like my tightest and my most fun connections that I had were with interior designers and architects. And I knew that the furniture vendors were in there, in their faces way more than the lighting or engineering uh, type of, of products. And so I really wanted to be kind of at the forefront. And specifically, I felt like I wanted to work with some major manufacturers. And so from both the dealer and the manufacturer standpoint, I've gotten such great opportunities to be in front of some major clients and work on some amazing projects. And so it's been really exciting. I love that you've like had such great progress, you know, from that time that we met in the conference of Lutron and now you're <laughs> the director of sales at Inside Source. You're just winning out here. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Inside Source. Like what does sure. the company do? What products and services does Inside Source offer? So we are one of the largest dealers in the world. What that means is we service, uh, we sell over 400 different contract vendors from uh, workstations to reception desks to demountable glass partitions to glass fronts to movable walls. So really we are furnishing the entire office space, healthcare facility, or education school. We started in 1991, so we just celebrated our 30th year. We have seven offices currently, three in California, Seattle, Connecticut, New York, and London. So we're truly an international company. Uh, and we work with so many major accounts from Facebook to Lyft to American Express to Pernod Card. So we're really experts at servicing clients from that specification all the way through installation. And um, because of our size, we're really able to A, leverage manufacturer relationships and make sure that they're performing for our clients and then also service those national accounts, right? So companies that have multiple locations on different coasts. Uh, similar to us, you know, we have different project managers and account managers that can really work with those clients and understand what they want from a furniture dealer. Awesome. And so in your role as director of sales, what kind of things does your role entail to really like lead the company forward and make connections in the industry, you know, sure. with those national accounts that you mentioned? Sure. So we spent the past uh, several years really perfecting our internal workings, right? So getting the right account managers, the right project managers, uh, partnering with our installers and our manufacturers. So from my uh, point of view, we have an amazing service and product. So my job really is to bring that to the market, right? To show New York what we can do. And uh, we are a little bit newer to the New York market. We've only been here uh, five or so years. It's a super exciting time to be here because we really have the great recipe and resources to service these clients. And just a lot of people specifically in this market don't know who we are. Part of my job is really just getting out there. And what we found is that designers and clients that use us come back to us because they, they also understand the value that we're bringing. Right. And that's, that's interesting that you guys have been in the New York market for five years out of the 30 years that you've been doing business and really trying to gain traction in that area. So with the pandemic <laughs> that has turned our world upside down, how has that really impacted how you guys have done business 
how your processes are, how you're going to market? How's that impacting yeah. your business? Yeah, so I think at the at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we came out with a few kind of ways that we could continue to to drive revenue and to work with our clients. Uh, one of them was just creating a virtual showroom. So we have a virtual showroom where we have rotating products from all of our vendors, just so you can see them, you know, without having to go anywhere in person. We also came out with a digital magazine and also a work from home program. So because we are West Coast native, we work with a lot of major tech companies. And so we have the resources and we were kind of pushed by our clients to create kind of a platform for their employees to order work from home furniture. Um, we want to be kind of your one-stop shop for furniture, whether it's in the office, at home, or somewhere in between. Um, so we pivoted that way. I think moving forward, we are just so focused on growing our business. We really see a bright future, especially in the New York market. And so uh, some of the ways that we're trying to expand our business aren't necessarily pandemic specific, but we're certainly investing and growing in this market. Right. So what are some of those ways that you can share? Sure, sure. So uh, we have an entire division called our creative studio. It's uh, run by Nick, Lynn Nicholson in New York, but she's got a team uh, with different people working at different markets. And their full responsibility is to help kind of in that early stage of the project, that specification part. Right. So they're good at sourcing, finding the right partners to source. They work with designers, so they'll do lookbooks. They'll also help you with lead time issues, which is a huge problem right now that we're seeing kind of across the board. So they're experts at finding the right product that's going to meet your timeline. And then also at value engineering. So a lot of times we get these amazing bid packages and you know the budgets just aren't there for some products. But you know, we can work with all of our resources and all of our vendors to find the right solution from all of the different manufacturers that we work with, regardless of the price point. So that's one way. We're also extremely dedicated to sustainability. Um, we're going through a year-long review with Brightworks. Um, we're their first furniture dealer client. So we're really looking at the way that we deliver furniture, the packaging, the way we install furniture. And we're also looking at all of our vendors. So we set a kind of a questionnaire out to a lot of our vendors to get their kind of the ways that they're tackling sustainability, because we want to work with people who value that. And we know our clients do too. We've worked with so many clients on lead points, just to name a few drop, Dropbox and LinkedIn were both lead platinum projects that we did. Facebook is a lead gold project that we did. So we're really putting sustainability at the forefront, which we think a lot of our clients are doing as well. Well, you said like a lot of good things there in terms of like how you're approaching sales, right? Because I see a lot of manufacturers just think, well, one with the pandemic, they like panicked and they're like, oh my gosh, let's figure out how we're going to get in front of people and sell. That's that strategy is like surrounded around the pandemic and how that has affected the world, right? So you guys did that, which is awesome. And then you also thought holistically in terms of like, okay, the world is also, you know, going in a sustainability route. So how can we incorporate processes and products into how we're reaching our customers? And then you also said something really important is like becoming a part of the design process, which is really great for like product manufacturers, right? So seeing like the designer, where they are in their uh, design processes and where you can fit into that to make that process a lot easier for them in specifying the furniture. Yeah, I think I think in an ideal world, you know, um, furniture dealers kind of get a bad rap, right? 
a lot of people might just view us as kind of a transactional business. But in reality, we are our clients' partners. And I would argue that we are one of the closest partners on any project. We are there all the way from specification through installation and through day two. I think at Insightsource, we're being really innovative in the way that we kind of approach the market through all of those processes, right? So Mm -hmm. from specification, we're doing things like our creative studio through installation, um, we're partnering and figuring out ways to be sustainable. So it's kind of a perfect recipe. Yeah, that's good. Do you find any challenges as you are, um, I guess, going to market in these different ways? And how do you tackle that? Yeah, I mean, so we definitely find issues kind of across the board, right? So when it comes to specification, sometimes uh, what a client wants is something that is just it's not off the rack. You can't just buy it from a manufacturer. It's really custom. Uh, And we have a variety of vendors that we work with to do custom work. We also own a a furniture business that can do custom pieces called Avenue. It's it's based in the West Coast and they're a woman-owned business. And they're really experts at just crafting something super custom uh, that a client might want from banquettes to different furniture components. So definitely from the custom standpoint, we find a lot of challenges. So do our clients and we want to be their partners in kind of navigating that. So as we are moving into, you know, the future of whatever the interior design industry will look like, what are some of your hopes or predictions for where things are going, especially with like contract furniture, right? With the uncertainty of the pandemic, with some companies fully going back to work. How is that all playing a part in your head? Where do you see things going? Well, I mean, I think one thing that's been consistent about contract furniture over the time that I've been there is just change in general, right? We've shifted so many times uh, from panel systems to open office systems to more ancillary focused projects. And so, you know, with the pandemic, it's just kind of another hurdle or another challenge for, for people in our industry. I think there's a couple of things, right? So on the sales side of it, my personal opinion is that relationships are really the key, right? There's so many products out there. There's so many different manufacturers that you can work with and uh, people like to work with people they can trust. I think throughout the pandemic, the firms specifically in this market that have a tight, have tight relationships uh, really pan the best. Uh, they all, some of them actually grew in business and won more projects during the pandemic than they did prior. And I think that, you know, this pandemic put a lot of those things to test. And I think we're going to continue to be challenged. I mean, even in the past couple of weeks with the new variants and the new restrictions and things like that coming out. From a dealer standpoint, we have a positive outlook. Um, we are pivoting our business, whether it's hacking healthcare, education, or helping just offices downsize or move or shift towards more meeting spaces or ancillary spaces. You know, we really want to be seen as a partner for our clients, whether they're, you know, expanding a million square feet or kind of reducing their footprint and shifting to a more work from home model. Right. Awesome. And I like that you talked about like how you're pivoting and how you're really showing the different services that your clients have. Like with my business, Thrive and Design, I want to make sure that interior product companies are really thinking about, I guess, how they're capturing the attention of a designer and how they're like clearly articulating the value that they can they can give right to a designer. And I'd like to think of this, how are you really like appearing in the market through the contact with the designer and also how you're articulating your brand story, mm-hmm. whether that be 
you know, the value that you're adding with your services or the value that you're adding with your product products. So as you guys are pivoting, and this is just something I'm thinking off the top of your my head right now for inside source, is there like particular ways that you guys articulate your services and the value that you can bring to your designers yeah. or the end users? Yeah, I mean, we're really trying two different initiatives that that um, we've been running, uh, mostly through our creative studio, but also just as an office as a whole. One thing is just focusing on local vendors. I'm based in New York City, and New York has so many amazing contract vendors. So from you know Uhuru to Mark Jupiter to Lacour, there's so many kind of products here. I'm of the opinion that you know as New York gets built back after the pandemic, it should be built back by New Yorkers. And so it's really nice to partner with kind of local business when you can. And also, you know, you have the added benefit of being sustainable and buying local and being within that 400 mile radius for, for lead credits as well. As part of that local initiative, we've come out with the local lookbook. So we've taken all those vendors kind of in our market, put together a really beautiful lookbook that we've been sharing with designers and clients saying, you know, here's some of the resource or vendors that you can work with locally within uh, the New York, Connecticut, New Jersey area. The other way that we're kind of sharing some of the, our value is really with custom products specific to workstation. So we just came out with another lookbook that's all about interesting and cool conceptual ideas for workstation. So, you know, all of our vendors have been challenged with this. We've kind of combined all of their success and put it into one key lookbook, really rethinking the way that we tackle that quote unquote boring workstation. So whether it's adding plant components or adding different partitions or using unique materials like perforated metal or even window shades to some extent on that workstation is, is really interesting. And I think clients are gravitate towards seeing products like that, that are just cool and different and not your everyday office. Right. I love that. Like, so show, showcasing that they can use things locally and then with the lookbook is also giving them inspiration for how things can be used in a space. Exactly. Awesome. All right, Peter. So are there any other things that you see that are innovative in the industry or that you would hope to see innovative in the industry? And that could go for like products, strategies, technologies, anything that comes to mind that you hope to see come up. Throughout the pandemic, right? We've all been challenged, right? As, As a world in New York City and in our industry. And During that time, we've spent so much time kind of at home on your couch. And I think that casual kind of environment, we're going to bring some of that back to the workplace. And we're seeing that in just bids that we're responding to or in specs that we're driving right now. I think that companies that have continued to shift and focus more on that resi-mercial environment, right? So adding sofas or softer colors or softer materials or a more casual feel to a space are going to continue to thrive. And I kind of feel like that's one of the design trends that I'm seeing. And then there's so many exciting things that vendors and sales people are doing to kind of engage the market from 3D virtualization, actually seeing a virtual showroom to maybe putting on a headset. And then also, you know, I think we're of the belief that the office is not going to die, right? You're going to need a center place for engaging with clients, with your team. And people, honestly, let's just face it, talking over Zoom is not the easiest thing, especially in large groups. And so, you know, when it's safe to do so, I think people are going to come back to the office, you know, for some period of time, or at least on on a some scale. An office is essentially a a company's handshake to their clients, right? It is their statement piece. So, you know, we work with a lot of major tech companies and financial companies. And when you walk into their office, you want to, you know, you feel that brand, whether you're at Pinterest and you see, you know, the fun little um, bleachers that 
employees can sit in and have lunch or engage with each other, or you see um, really innovative kind of conference areas that allow for meetings, whether that's half virtual or half in person. So it's super exciting to kind of see the way that, that clients are changing and that salespeople are kind of navigating this new environment. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to the day that my company grows <laughs> and I could call you and be like, Peter, we need to get furnish out. There we go. <laughs> we are <good> <laughs> right. Yes. So what are some things that are coming forward with Inside Source in the next year, maybe that you haven't shared with us already? Yeah. So obviously we're, we're growing, right? So we've been hiring people specifically very much internally, right? So project managers, account managers, people that focus on our architectural products. And we're also, you know, going to be continuing to focus on that sustainability piece and to highlight local vendors. You know, when it's safe to do so, you're going to see more in-person events, more types of ways that we can engage with clients, whether that's factory tours or, um, you know, pop-up shops or interesting kind of showroom events throughout 2022, when it's safe to do so, you should expect to see that from inside source. And we are very much dedicated into growing our presence in New York and on the East Coast and across the world. And so uh, you'll continue to see us uh, on projects, hopefully. And then if somebody is not located, so a design firm or a company might not be located in one of your major markets that you guys are located, can they still work with you? Yes, absolutely. I, I love okay. that you asked that question. So we have virtually done work everywhere. We're installing okay. projects right now in China. We have our office in London. We also service all of Europe and all of the United States. I personally work with a lot of major companies that have offices all over the country and all over the world. And we've pretty much have partners in every major city or in every kind of state locally. And so we would love to work with you regardless of where you are. And I think that's one of the benefits we have as a dealership. A lot of times dealers are more local based, whereas we really are truly an international business and we can service your clients wherever they are. All right. That is good to know. So if somebody is listening to this and they're like, I need to learn more about Inside Source or even more about you, where would they find you guys online? Yes, absolutely. So definitely, I think, uh, Nicole, you're going to share the links in our podcast to both my sure. LinkedIn and um, my Instagram account. Also, you know, you can go to InsideSource.com and just learn a little bit more about our business and feel free to reach out to me. Um, I can provide Nicole with my contact information. Uh, definitely, if you're interested in co-hosting or helping host or working on events, or if you just have general questions, we're kind of here to help. That's kind of what we pride ourselves in being the product expert. Really, that's what we are for our clients, a resource. So we're here and definitely reach out. Yes, I love it. So Peter, thank you so much. I have enjoyed learning about how you really stumbled into the interior product industry, <laughs> learning more about Inside Source and how you guys are pivoting and innovating and really be being a leader in the New York City market. And I cannot wait to hear more of what is going on in 2022. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me and, and congrats on all your success. I'm excited to listen to the other episodes and to, to watch you grow in your career as well. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week.